Welcome, I'm Nestor Flores, the pastor of Dayspring Church in Mission Hills, California. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. I want to invite you to learn more about Dayspring Church by visiting our website, dayspringmh.org. We trust that if you open your heart, God will speak to you and you'll know how to live a life with God at the center that will result in a blessed life. This message will inspire, build your faith, and help you to know God better. Enjoy the message. Oh, man. It's good to be home. I don't know about you, but I came for God today. I'm going to say it again. I don't know about you, but I came for God today. I love Jesus with all my heart. He's been so good to my life. Has he been good to you? Has he touched you? Two reasons why I came. I came because I heard it was going to be an event seeking God. And number two, I came because there was going to be free tacos tomorrow. We can't lie in the house of God. Come on. Amo a Dios con toda mi vida. Todo lo que soy es porque Dios está conmigo. All that I am is because God is with me. I don't know if you guys are quiet in this church, but when I'm here, we're not because we're all alive. And the Bible says that everything that has breath, praise the Lord. I'm so happy to be here. My wife sends her hello. She wanted to come, but she stayed home with the kids and uh, they're involved in soccer and all that kind of stuff. And um, she's getting ready for our, uh, uh, on Sunday, I go back Sunday morning and it's going to be our 18th wedding anniversary. Me ha aguantado for 18 years. Yo también la he aguantado a ella. Because let me tell you, ladies, you guys ain't no saints. Yeah, the joy left. The joy left, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. For 18 years, let me tell you, 18 years we struggled. Because marriage, you do struggle. Marriage is not like dating because when you date, you take her home. <laughs> you guys ain't ready. You guys ain't ready. You guys ain't ready. <laughs> when you single, you're like, oh, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Oh, I don't know why I take you home. When you're married. Last Sunday, we celebrated 14 years of being pastors at Iglesia del Buen Pastor. <laughs> 14 years of struggling with people. I'm glad he doesn't deal with that here. <laughs> Pastor Nestor, I, I, I honestly, I envy you because you have some faithful people here. They come every Sunday. Every Sunday. Yes, yes. I struggle with them for 14 years. I, I, I've been struggling. I'll talk to you one-on-one because I know nobody else is listening. <laughs> but I'm glad you have faithful people here that love God. So for 14 years, I've been at American Canyon. 
serving the Lord. Yes, where is that, right? That is the doorway to Napa. Now, y'all, oh, my, I'm going to pray for y'all today. Oh, Napa, wine, give me some wine. <laughs> We've been there for 14 years. And let me tell you, I have seen the hand of God upon that place. Because there's something God promises to be with the church. And he said, and the gates of hell would not prevail. <laughs> so you belong to the church, you win. I'm going to say that. You see, some of y'all ain't ready. Some of y'all still thinking about tacos tomorrow. Listen, that's why you belong to a church. Because why? Because you win. Why am I faithful to the church? Because I win. Why do I have to be there on Sunday and nowhere else? Because I want to win. Why do I be there on Friday night? Because I want to win. I want my marriage to win. I want my kids to win. And I belong to Christ. I'm part of the church. So to all y'all that, that be flaking sometimes, I know y'all here because y'all heard free tacos. Y'all just picked the wrong date. That's how flaky, but was it today or is it Friday? <laughs> Belonging to Jesus is so awesome. Amen. Being faithful to him is awesome. Amen. Are you guys ready for tonight's word? Amen. God has placed this in my heart. <clears throat> and I don't want you to get all angry and mad and be like, who told him? that pastor and pastor, I just heard he texts him almost every day. I'm sure he told him. I, nothing. But I know the one. I have connection with the one that knows you. Amen. And the reason he talks to us is because he loves us. Amen. He corrects us because he loves us. Amen. He tells us what's wrong because he loves us. Amen. That's why he's our dad. He's our father. And he doesn't want us to go the wrong way. And that's why he tells you, Juan, you're going the wrong way. You're doing this wrong. Carlos, Maria. Concha. <laughs> and that's why he speaks to us. Can you do me a favor? Would you bow your heads and would you lift your hands up? <laughs> Father, we present ourselves here today. We have sang to you. We have emptied ourselves in praise so that we can be filled with your word. I present myself with my hands up in the air and the sign that I surrender to you. Speak to my life. Speak to me, God, tonight. I want to embrace your spirit and I want to be renewed tonight in every single part of my life. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout, I'm ready. Yeah. Come on, somebody shout, I'm ready. <laughs> Psalms 51, would you go there with me, please? <clears throat> Psalms 51. <laughs> Do we have dinner tonight or no? Spaghetti. We got spaghetti. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to hurry up. Psalm 51, 10. <laughs> I want to use this tonight. 
so that God can speak to us. Psalm 51. Open up your Bibles, turn it on, <laughs> and stay there, okay? There's a reason why your outline doesn't have that many points like probably Pastor Nestor, and that's because you're going to fill in this outline. Psalm 51 reads as follows. It says, create in me what? Everybody has it? It's up here, I guess. I think so. Yeah, there you go. In case you didn't bring it. It says, create in me what? A clean heart. And then he he makes a pause. And then he acknowledges who he's speaking to. (laughs) He's not speaking to a woman. He's not speaking to a man. He's not speaking to a religion. He's not speaking to an organization. He's not speaking to a church. He's speaking directly to who? To God. And he's telling God, God, this is what I need. This is what I desire. This is what I long for. I need, please, clean, create in me a clean heart. Oh, God, he says. And then there's a period. That meant that he made this pause a little bit longer. And then he says, renew a loyal what? Spirit, Spirit within me. Psalm 51, many people use it to be able to bash on on, on David's sin. Oh, my goodness, what he did. But in reality, Psalm 51, it's a guide for us to be renewed. Psalm 51 is what I call a fresh start. And in order for us to grasp this, in order for us to embrace this, we need to understand the whole history of why Psalms 51. Why is it that he writes it? Why is it that David in tears, David now, he is writing this song. What happened? What is it that encouraged him? Why is he writing this? And yes, when you go to the book of uh, 2 Samuel chapter 11, you're going to read what happened. Do you guys know the story? Too much silence. I mean, no. If you don't know it, good, I'm going to recap it really quick so that you understand what's happening. David was a king. <laughs> and David, on a day that he should have been to war, the Bible says, if you read it, you can read it at home, uh, 2 Samuel chapter 11, it says that David should have been to war. But on that day, he decided not to go. He decided to stay back. And he woke up late. And he says that he took a, a, a walk on his roof of his balcony, or whatever you want to call it. And he's walking around, and he sees this lovely woman. And she's taking a bath. He said, abrieron los ojotes al King David. And he said, who that is? (laughs) Who is that? And somebody said, oh, that's. And she's married. That's Uriah's wife. And David said, oh, okay, never mind. And he, he walked away, and he went to pray. 
No, wrong. David said, bring her. Traiganmela. Bring her to me. He thought because he was king, he can get away with things. He forgot that there was a king of kings above him. He forgot that there was a superior law that was watching him. And David did what he did. And a few months went by. And this lady sends David a note. He said, David, ¿qué crees? <laughs> what you think, David? And David said, what? She said, I'm pregnant. I see, it's like novelas, man. Some of y'all think that the Bible's boring. No, it's because you don't know how to read it. <laughs> I get sleepy every time I... <clears throat> but you read it like this, and man, it's interesting. And David said... <gasps> and then the music in the back went, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> this is what we're going to do. Where's Urias? He's in the battlefield. Bring him. Quick, bring them. And here comes Arias. Yes, sir. I need you to go home. I need you to take a shower. I need you to go turn on Netflix and chill with your woman. Uriah says, no. I can't do that, sir. I've been called to protect you. No, 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 no. I need you to go home. And I need you, you've been away from home way too long. Go home and relax. Okay, you got it. David's like, ah, cool. Next day, David wakes up and he asks, where's Urias? He's here. He slept on the courtyard. He never went home. He never went home because he was worried. David is trying to cover up. David is trying to cover up something that God told him not to do. Isn't it crazy that sometimes we try to cover up things even though God knows what he... <laughs> so Urias wakes up, and David said, come here, man. I told you. I told you to go home, and you didn't do so. He goes, no, I'm here to protect. I'm here to guard. And David said, I need to find another way to kill him. He says, oh, I know what we're going to do. Hey, we're going to go to war. This is what we're going to do. And we're going to put Urias on the front line. 
You see, when you were on the front line, that's a guaranteed death. Because you were going to be the first one to confront the enemy. So 99.9%, you were going to be dead. And they told him, and Uriah, so he was so committed. He says, I'm there. He goes to battle, and guess what happened? That's the end of Uriah. <laughs> and David said, oh. oh, man, okay, that's it. <laughs> Got it. And he's David just chilling in the castle. And then a man by the name of Nathan comes. And he tells him, ding, David, King David. There's a man that has many lambs, many lambs. And he comes to this man that only has one, and he takes it away from him. And David jumps up and he says, this man must die. And Nathan says, this man is you. And the music in the background goes, dun, dun, dun. How do you think David felt? Nathan, the prophet of God, the voice of God is telling him, I know what you have done. I know how you are feeling. I know your situation, David. I know what you have done before, your, before my eyes. And David begins to write Psalms 51. Psalm 51 is not written in a joyful moment. Psalm 51 is not written in a time where everything is going great. Psalm 51 is written with David being broken hearted, when David is going through a tough situation, when David is going through a decision making, life changing situation, he writes Psalms 51. And what is it that we learn from here? We learn that number one in your line, line you always have, that in order to be restored, in order to be renewed, in order for us to continue in life, we need to run to God. Listen, because sometimes we have that idea that God is only seeking, that God will only embrace those that are perfect. And let me tell you, that's not the case. I don't know what you're going through tonight. I don't know what you've gone through this whole month. I don't know what you've gone through in 2023. But one thing I do know, God has brought me here to tell you that whatever your situation is, run to God and don't run from God. Let your situation push it to God. Are you with me? Whether you've made mistakes, whether you're walking right with God, run to God. Look at, look, look, at, uh, look at verse, um, <coughs> verse 1. Okay, you have it there? On your, uh, you have it there on your note. <laughs> he says, have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love, because of your great compassion, blow out the stains of my sin. David runs to God. David knew he messed up. David acknowledged where he was at. But David was so anxious to be restored. 
And what does he do? He runs to God and not from God. He runs to the solution. There are many people that when they find themselves in difficult situations, the first thing they do is they run from the church. I'm going to say that again. Many people, when they find themselves in difficult situations, sometimes you made a bad decision. And sometimes you probably sinned and you fell from grace and you think that the best thing to do is to run away from church and run away from God because God doesn't love you. Let me tell you, that's not the case. God wants you to come. He's waiting for you here. Your pastor's waiting to embrace you. If that wasn't the case, I wouldn't be here today. I was saved from the streets and there was a Russian pastor that accepted me and I came all messed up to church. And he embraced me. And he told me God loves you and he accepts you just as you are. But because he loves you so much, he doesn't want to leave you the same way that you are. Let your situation push you towards God. Are you with me? Don't you think, well, I messed up. Uh, No, listen, the only way to to get back on life, to get back on track on life, to be able to continue your, your leadership, your ministry, is that you need to run to God. God is the only one that can restore you. God is the only one that can renew you. God is the only one that can transform you. God is the only one that can give you salvation. God is the only one that can lift you up. God is the only one that can bring your marriage back. God is the only one that can save your kids. God is the only one that can pick you up, turn you around. And he places your feet on solid ground. You got to run to God. Are you with me? Run to God. Don't run from church to church to church. Hello? I don't know about out here, but out there, man. Churches grow because they just go from one congregation to another. And that's not being fishers of men. That's just fishing in a in a tank. Hello, somebody. Listen, God wants to restore you here in this home. God wants to lift you up here. So whenever you feel down, oh, I'm going to stay home. No, go to church. Whenever you feel you're messed up, hey, get dressed up. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Call me here. Don't, you, don't even call me here. Those people here that come, they look like they don't even come here. Just get here. Hello, somebody. Just get here. Some way, somehow, come to, come to the emergency room. The church is not a museum. The church is a hospital where the Holy Spirit is here, ready to operate in your life, ready to change your heart, ready to transform your situation. Please write this one down. God is more interested in changing you than changing your situation. Did you guys write that? God is more interested in changing you than changing your situation. And that's why David says, creating me what? A new heart. God, I want you to put that passion. I need you to put that desire again to follow you. Are you with me? You see, what's today, Friday? You got to ask God to create a new heart in you. Do you remember when you first accepted Christ? How many of you guys remember that? 
Do you know that the Bible says that we got to live in that first love? What does he tell, what does he tell that church of Ephesus in Revelations? You're doing everything great. But there's one thing. You have lost your first love. Remember how you were anxious? You were an hour before church and you're like, man, come on. Come on, come on Sunday. Come on Sunday. Come on Sunday. Come on Sunday. Now you're like, come on Sunday. Full Sunday. You know why? Because situations situations have changed your heart but tonight we're going to run to God and we're going to tell him God God created me created me created me I run to you give me that love again give me that passion remember you used to clap in every song remember you used to move in every song remember you used to lift your hands in every song you used to cry in every song now we can't even get you to clap for nothing That's why we tell him creates. I know what's wrong with me, God, and this is what David is saying. I'm running to you, God, because I know that you are not against me. You're for me. (laughs) David knew that his God would give him another opportunity. (laughs) David knew that God was for him, not against him. David knew that God would make everything right. And that's why he tells God, hey, give me a new heart. ¿Están conmigo todavía, verdad? 7.58. What time are we leaving, Nestor? Because I don't leave till Sunday. <laughs> are you guys learning? Okay. Let God speak to your life. Listen, and that's why your outline's blank. Because there you ask God, God, this is what I need. And be honest to God. <clears throat> you got to tell him, okay, uh, you're telling me, where is my love right now? Where is my heart? Where is my passion? Where is my desire? Where is it, God? Has it gone away from you or is it still with you? If it's gone, then God created me a new heart. When they ask me to serve, do I have to think about it? If I have to think about it, God created a new heart. (laughs) When it's time to go to church, do I think about it or do I say I'm there? I better see y'all tomorrow because now y'all lying. (laughs) Hello, somebody. When you go through difficult situation, is it going to stop you from worshiping or is it going to impulse you to worship more? Ah, cause it's so, it's so easy, it's so easy to say, this is my testimony when everything is good. <laughs> but what about when things are going horrible? <laughs> Hello. Learn to run to God. Learn to run to God. Learn to run to God. Even if you have to cry, even if you're weeping, I don't care because God is going to turn everything around. I might have messed up, but I'm still running to God. I'm feeling great, but I'm running to God. I may be feeling low, but I'm running to God because he is the tower of salvation. He is my most present help of time of danger. I run to God. 
somebody. If I have to come by myself, I run to God. If my wife don't want to come, I'll go to God. If my kids don't want to come, I go to God. Are you with me? Well, it's because they don't want, I don't want to go by myself. You go to Ross by yourself. You go to Dodger games by yourself. You're going to go to church. Nah, my wife don't want to go. You go to Dodger games by yourself. You go to Laker games by yourself. Why not come to church by yourself? You guys don't want to hear the truth. <laughs> Watch out. Don't, don't mess with me. <clears throat> run to God. Somebody shout, run to God. Come on, somebody shout, run to God. Once again, say, run to God. Understand that you're telling yourself, run to God. Listen, man, I've gone, my family and I have gone through very, some difficult moments. <laughs> my brother had cancer twice. Twice. I, and I was a pastor, and I was his, and I'm his pastor. And when he went through chemo and he lost his hair, man, ay, 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 that's tough. When you start seeing his tone of, uh, of skin change, and he used to use suavecito, and now he just uses a towel. He's bald. And now you have to carry him from his chair to the sofa. That's tough. <clears throat> Can I be honest with you guys? There was times I didn't want to lift my hands. <laughs> so you're like, me like, well, I'm being honest with you. There were times that I didn't want to sing the song. Cuando levanto mis manos, comienzo. I didn't want to sing that. Matter of fact, I didn't want to hear it. Because where was God? Has anybody, can, can I be real with you guys? Can I be with you guys? This guy's like, can y'all be real with you guys? Have you ever felt like that? You don't feel like lifting your hand because you're going through something tough? But understand that God allows that to happen because he knows how he has made you. He understands who is in you. And that's why he allows you to go through those battles so that you can run to God and you can see God in those moments. I've learned, I learned that when the things get tougher, God remains God. <laughs> and I learned to run to God. God healed him twice. He's the captain of our soccer team. Hair began to grow back, and he didn't. He said, "You know what? I see you make pelon." He just shaved it off. <laughs> okay, number two, <clears throat> number two, number two, <clears throat> number two, <clears throat> number two. David, he runs to God. Even though he knows he's messed up, even though how he feels, he runs to God. And then he tells him, create in me, God, a clean heart. So write this down, okay? Number two, you got to be willing to change by, be changed by God. David knew that as he presented himself to God, God was going to do something in his life. David was willing for God to operate in his life. Many people think that when they come to God, they stay as they are. And let me tell you, God wants to change you. But you have to be willing for God to change you. God wants to change that character. God wants to change that attitude. But that's the way I am. 
Well, that's not the way that God wants you to be. Well, that's how we are where I come from, but that's not who you should be and who you are with. Well, pastor, that's how I roll my eyes. I'm going to pray for you tonight. That's the way I see resongo. That's the way I talk back. Well, no, you have Christ. And if you want to continue, if you want to be renewed, you have to allow God to change your life. Hello? You've been the same since you accepted Christ. You, when you came to church, you were late. You've been here for 15 years and you're still late. When you came to Christ, you gave a dollar. 12 years later, you give 50 cents. You came the first time you came, you accepted Christ, you didn't lift your hands. 20 years later, you're still not raising your hands. First time you came to Christ, you were standing still. 15 years later, you're still standing still. Hello, somebody. You have to be willing for God to change your life. God wants to renew you. He wants to renew your inside of you so that the outside can reflect that he can do all things. Hello, somebody. You have to be willing. David runs to God, but when he runs to God, he presents himself as a living sacrifice. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. Please come. Okay, please come. Tomorrow we speak about the renewal of mind. Listen, the reason a lot of people quit is because they don't allow Christ to renew their mind. Tomorrow we're calling it quitting is not an option. Come, come, come. So when you present yourself to God, David knew, listen, I I can't stay the way I am. (laughs) There's no way, because if I stay the same way I am, I'm not going to be able to move forward. I'm going to say that again. I can't stay the same way that I am because if I stay the same way I am, I won't move forward. And the reason you can't move forward in life is because God hasn't changed you. And it's not that he can. It's because you don't want him to change you. God is not going to change you by force. He's going to change you because you want to. Nobody changes me. Well, that's why you can't see nothing new. And that's why church is so boring. And that's why reading the Bible gets you sleepy. And that's why you can't clap. Why? Because you don't allow the new you to rise up. Hello. You can look at me like that. I don't care. I leave Sunday. I'll leave with Pastor Nestor all mad and stuff. That's okay. You look at me. David acknowledges his immediate need to change. Transformation happens tonight. Hello, somebody. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is popping his gloves. The Holy Spirit is popping his gloves because he wants to operate in some hearts. The Holy Spirit is ready to make some operation, a surgery up in his, up in his house, and he wants to change your life starting with your heart. Hello, somebody. 
but you have to be willing. When we open up this altar, are you going to stay? Are you going to say, you know what? I need to change. Move. If I need to step over people, if people ain't moving, I'm going to push them out the way because I want to see the new things that God has for me. I want to be renewed this weekend. This weekend is for God to change my life. I didn't come to be a spectator. I came to be a participator. Understand when you come to church, you're not a spectator. Are you with me? You go to the circus to be a spectator. You go to the Dodgers again to be a spectator. But when you come to church, you be a participator. Why? Because you want God to do something in your life. And understand that God is never going to do something to put you in embarrassment. Many people don't want to come to the altar and go, oh, I don't, what if God, what if the Holy Spirit gets me and he spins me around and I'm like a Tasmanian deal? No, your God is not going to do that to you. What if I jump back? Well, you're not the matrix. Relax. Are you with me? God is a God of order. And if you, you can see that in the beginning of the Bible, it says everything was, play, was out of order and his spirit. It said it hoovered over everything and everything began to play, be placed in its spots. Same thing happens to you. You allow God. You come all messed up and you allow his spirit to come into you and he hoovers over your life and he put things back in order. Your emotions, your feelings, your love. But you have to be willing for him to do that into your life. That's going to be, are you with me? Listen, man, when I, when I came to Christ, I was a mess. I was like, you think I was like, oh, no, I'm a mess now still. And I, mira. <laughs> I was a complete mess. And I messed up and, híjole, pastor, I'm sorry. And pastor said, no, it's okay. You have to allow God to keep working in you. You are a work. And pro- I, have a, I have a shirt at home that says, work in progress. And I wear that with, especially when I'm around my wife. If I mess up, like, hey, watch Ali, watch Ali right here, read it. David was honest with himself and with God. You see, sometimes you want Pastor Nestor to be like with the crystal ball and be like, oh, what do they need? Oh, tell me. Listen, you want, you want God to change your life? You be honest with yourself and with God. You know what areas you need help in. <laughs> uh, do you lie a lot? Do you cheat? Do you steal? Huh? You know those little rubber gloves or towels from work? <laughs> the company has a lot of money. They won't mess these. It's okay. It's okay. My mom needs one. Listen, if you have to hide it, it's wrong. Tonight, listen, tonight, when we make altar, be honest with God. Right. <laughs> I learned this. Don't try to be religious with God. God wants to hear you. Thy father. No, no, you talk to him with reverence, but you talk to him with all honesty and said, God, man, I need your help, God. This is how I feel. I want to feel you more than ever before. This weekend is for you, God. Pero, híjole, como batallo en la vida. I struggle in life, God, still, man. Temptation comes. 
Listen, the only time you're not going to fight temptation is when you're dead. I'm going to say that again. The only time you don't fight temptation is when you're dead. But we're, we're still in this flesh. We're going to keep on fighting temptation. But that's why we got to run to God. And that's why we got to be honest to God and tell him, God, I'm still dealing with this. I still deal with pornography. I still deal with drugs. I still deal with this. I still deal. Todavía me gusta el chisme, Dios. Quítamelo. Hello. conmigo? God, I still have trouble giving my tithe. Se fue el gozo. I knew, I knew it, I knew it. I still, Lord, I still struggle with coming late to church. Father, I still struggle with obeying my pastor. You think that being against your pastor is a calling. That's not a calling. It's a titanic calling. Oh, that's another one. I'm not going to preach that one because... No, no, it's not two for one. It's not two for one today. <laughs> Let's go. Number three. Number three. <coughs> Number three. <coughs> I'm almost done. <coughs> In my church, almost means absolutely nothing. <laughs> Here it does, because I'm not, I'm not at church. <coughs> Number three. <coughs> David desired to be connected with God. Oh my goodness. You ready for this one? <clears throat> David says, creating me what? In heart. My emotions, my feelings, God. I need you to, I need you to, I need that renewed, God. I need that restored, revived. And then he says, uh, he says, uh, uh, the last part, he says, but renew a loyal spirit. Understand that it is our spirit that has a connection with God and not our flesh. Did you get that? It is our spirit that has a connection with God and not our flesh. Christ said, listen, the spirit is willing, but the flesh. Your flesh doesn't want to come to church. Your spirit does. But because you feed your flesh a lot, your flesh wins. And your flesh tells your spirit, you're going to submit to me. And David knew that because his flesh beat his spirit. Ah. And that's why he's acknowledging the fact that his spirit was weak. And that spirit got disconnected from God because of sin. And he's telling him, listen, God, I'm disconnected from you, but I need to be reconnected with you. So therefore, renew my spirit. I want to feel you. And that's why he writes and he says, as the deer, as the deer seeks, as water, so, so does my soul seeks, desires, is thirsty of God, of you. Listen. Are you ready for this one? Yes. <laughs> Was David still king? <clears throat> he, he was? Yes, he was. He was still king, but he didn't have a relationship with God. Here we go. 
Just because you have a title, just because you're serving, does not mean that you have a relationship with God. It's just a title. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. He was still king. He could still tell people what to do. But his inner was not connected with the heavenly father. And he knew that. And he said, you know what? My title doesn't matter. What matters is my relationship with the creator. And there are too many folks that serve, 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 but my God, they have no connection with their father. And tonight you need to ask God to renew your spirit. A clean heart. Number one, you run to God. Number two, he creates a clean heart in your life. And number three, he renews your spirit. When was the last time you cried before your God? When was the last time you poured yourself and you just stayed in his presence? When was the last time you felt the Holy Spirit in your life? When was the last time you spoke in tongues? When was the last time you just asked for nothing and you just stood still in his presence and you just were amazed at all for his glory? When was the last time you just came to this altar and you just bowed down before your God and you just thanked him? When was the last time you brought your entire family to the altar? I want to gift you something today so that you can always remember that tonight is a fresh start for everybody. Do you want a fresh start with your God? Do you want a fresh start with your God? Can I, can we have some worship today? Can we, can I have the worship team up here? Come on. We're going to give you something right now. We're going to give you a little gift for you. Are we ready with that gift, brother? I think he took them all home. They're not for all you. They're not for somebody. Come on, pass them out. Pass them out. Yes, one for everybody. One for everybody. I hope you like this gift that we brought you with all of our love so that you can remember this weekend, so that you can remember this day, so that you can remember tonight, so you can remember that tonight you get a fresh start. And when the devil tries to tell you, oh, no, you're not telling him, I got a fresh start with my God. Get away from my mind. Get away from my thoughts. Get away from my house. Get away from my family. Tonight is a fresh start. That's who I used to be. I'm not saying no. That's who I used to be. But today, today is a new night. We hope you enjoyed this message. But before you go, we want to extend an invitation to start a personal relationship with Jesus and declare him your God. No one loves you like Jesus and no one will impact your life for good like Jesus will. Would you make the following prayer your prayer? Heavenly Father, I repent of my wrongdoing. I open my heart, and I want to have a personal relationship with you. I trust that Jesus died so I could be forgiven, but he didn't stay dead. He rose back to life so I could have eternal life. From today on, I will follow you, transform my life through your truth and love. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations. If you made that prayer, God lives in you and now you have a new life in him. Connect to a church so your faith and love for God can continue to grow. We believe that you can find a loving and encouraging community in Day Spring Church. Come visit us. You belong here. We would love to meet you.